Welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 10.45 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Let's talk about the word investment. You know, the Bible has so much to say about what it means to invest and specifically to invest well. And my hope today is that you notice and you uh, take note of the investment you're making into the lives of your student, into what's going on in Reliance Student Ministries, because you guys are a part of it, whether you know it or not. I remember when I was 16 years old, uh, my dad woke me up early on a Saturday morning and said, hey, you're going to want to get out of bed today. And that summer, we just happened to be re-roofing our house. And I, th- I thought to myself, no, dad, I don't want to get up. It's, it's 8 a.m. on a Saturday. And he's like, you're going to want to get up today, I promise. And so I'm, you know, begrudgingly, I get out of bed. He makes his breakfast. We have a good time. My dad's awesome. He's like, before we get started on the roof, we got to run some errands. We got to go to the Home Depot. We jump in the truck. We go to the the Home Depot. But before we go to Home Depot, we make a stop at a little place called Guitar Center. And so let me just give you some background really quick here. I've played drums forever up to this point, right? And I never had my own drum set. The drum set I had was my dad's. He got when he was like 18 and it was a piece. Okay, it was just bad. It was like the wrapping was torn off, the shells were old, falling apart, the heads were just totally secondhand. Everything about it was just like, this is old. (laughs) But this is all I knew. So my dad wakes me up early this Saturday morning and says, you're going to want to get out of bed today. I had no idea what was about to happen. We make a stop at the guitar center real quick, and I'm thinking, okay, cool. Yeah, this will be fine. And then... He asks me, we're walking around in the drum room and we're playing on the different set, just having fun. And he says, so which one do you like? And I remember just my jaw dropping like, what do you mean, which one do I like? Which drum set do you like? He He bought me my first drum set that day. And I can't be more thankful because he saw something in me. He saw passion in me that he wanted to invest in. So I play, drumming is what I love to do. And my dad loved me enough to invest that into me. You know, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus talks about this very principle. It's the story of the master giving each of his servants a certain amount of talents. And he offers them, he gives them an opportunity to say, hey, I'm placing you in charge of these five talents. I'm placing you in charge of these two. And I'm placing you in charge of this one. Well, we read the story and we find that the the master who was given five invests and he goes and makes five more. We see the same thing with the second servant who was given two. The Lord comes back to him. The master comes back to him and says, well done. You who are given few, you'll be given many because you've invested what I've given you. And the one who was given one, we see the Lord rebuke and say, you didn't do anything with what I gave you. Why didn't you at least put it in the bank? At least I would have made interest on it, right? And so what the Lord is saying, I hope we see here in this passion or in this passage is that it's important. Like investing well is important. And I hope that you see the investments. Church, I want to thank you for making the investments into Reliance Student Ministries. In a minute, you'll have the honor of hearing from three of our seniors and they're just going to thank you. And they're just going to tell you what God has done in their life through being a part of Reliance Student Ministries, through being a part of Reliance. And it's thanks to you guys. And so I hope you're encouraged today. Um, Would you be blessed by these students? Hey guys, um, how's everybody doing? Good? It's good. Um, so I'm Cade. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen me around the church a little bit. Um, I've been interning here uh, for quite a while with Jacob um, this past year because um, I've, I've really felt this call into, into ministry. Um, it's just something that I got to do. Um, 
and uh, I've been I've been very grateful and uh, appreciate the opportunity that I've been given to follow Jacob around and serve with him and just see how he puts on RSM and how everything goes into it. Um, so one of the things that I've learned from interning with him is that ministry is a job about serving. I mean, you serve, like, I mean, that, that's what your job is. You serve a lot. And um, I remember when I first went in to do that, Jacob's like, hey, you're, you're going to need to serve a lot. Like, you're going to, you know, just, I want you to know that. And um, I was like, yeah, cool. So um, I, I didn't know what he fully meant. Um, you know, now there's a, uh, I don't know if you guys see these chairs uh, that you're sitting in, but uh, I put those up quite a bit. Um, there's a lot of them that I put up. Um, but uh, but it, it's cool. You know, it might seem tedious and stuff, but no, I think I'm doing it for the Lord. Um, and so that's, you know, that's a, uh, that helps me do it, I guess. Um, so through learning with our, or yeah, so serving, sorry, uh, the serving part, I think Mark 10.45 says that for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but come to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And I think that really sums up ministry. I mean, you're not, it's not for you. you know, you're doing it for the masses. You're doing it to give God's word. And that has helped me incredibly, you know, as a student and, you know, kind of young, up and coming, that has helped me be able to put my mindset on the Lord. You know, it's not about me. It's not about how I do it. It's, it's about what I do for him. It's about how I spread his word to everybody and just, just serving the Lord. You know, that's, that's what I've learned. And I think that, that I think everybody can say that through RSM, uh, youth ministry, I think everybody kind of gets that, you know, when you go to the message, or when you go to youth, and you listen to the messages that they have, I think it instills an early desire, and an early want to strengthen your relationship, and to have a relationship with the God that created you, and um, I think, I think RSM really helps out with giving that to an early generation, and instilling that heart of Jesus in us. Amen. Hi, guys. My name is Bradley Tice. I'm a senior here. Uh, I go to Goddard High School. Uh, and I just wanted to share a little bit about uh, my testimony, just a little bit, and uh, God's forgiveness. Um, and who in here thinks that they're perfect? No? Well... I actually just thought of this while we were worshiping, but all of you are perfect in God's eyes. To us, we may not be the most ideal person, but him, he created us in his image. That means that we are a part of him and that we are perfect in his image. And so... I don't know if you guys heard about this story a while back or not, but the cop that walked into the wrong apartment one day and shot the person that was in the apartment because she thought she was walking into her apartment. Well, she was in court, and the guy who got shot, he was killed, and his brother was in the court, and he stopped the judge and said, can I please give her a hug? because he forgave her 
because he knew that he would see his brother again in heaven someday. And so I just wanted to iterate how much God forgives us each and every day. I, I cannot tell you how much I have screwed up. And guess what? God does not care. He says, forget about that. Pay attention to me. Don't, don't worry about what you have done wrong in your life. Just pay attention to me and all will be forgiven and you will be with me one day. Hello, hello. My name is Grace Davis. I'm a senior at May South. Sorry if mine's a little longer. I'll try to cuss them out, I guess. But uh, I don't really have a story of like how I came to Reliance. I've just grown up here since I was like little, little. Um, so I've been a part of the youth group since sixth grade and gone to all the camps, had lots of fun stories, losing my iPod in the mountains one year, chipping my teeth last year. It's fine. Um, Many, many more. Oh, gosh. So, um, but also, it's, I, thinking about it this week as I was writing all this down, um, this is, like, the first place I actually, like, I literally stood here six years ago when I was just in sixth grade, like, sharing part of my testimony, which is cool to see, like, I guess how much I've grown in that time. Um, but also, the most important thing is, like, this is where I found Jesus and where I truly found my identity in him, um, not just through camps, but just here, like our leaders do so much. If you guys don't know them, I encourage you to talk to them because they are a huge help in our journeys. Um, yeah, also finding just a love for worship and putting that into practice every day has been super cool too. But the more relevant thing now, I guess, is um, this summer, the Lord really convicted me of giving my control to him. Um, in general control, but also like over college. Since eighth grade, I planned on going to K-State, and that was like the plan. Nothing was going to change it. And then this summer, I went to CIY with some of my friends, and the whole theme was giving away your control. And I was like, okay, Lord, what are you doing? And so anyway, the whole week, I was like, okay, like, what am I here for? Like, there's obviously a reason. And I was like hearing ministry. And so then automatically, like it was weird, I let go of my control. And I was like, ministry, ministry, but I didn't let... God, like, take the reins of that. I kind of was like, oh, new plan, you know, and so I didn't let that play out until um, the beginning of my senior year. So, yeah, I was going to go to K-State and be a teacher. Sorry, forgot that part, but I still realized I really wanted to teach, and with that, God kind of connected the two. Um, I have a heart for middle schoolers. Like, I think there's a huge identity crisis going on, and, like, Jesus needs to save them all, and all of us in general, sorry, not saying that, but that is, like, the, like, part of your life where you choose, I think, ultimately, and so I want to be able to, like, help in that, even though, you know, um, but if they need Jesus, like, hey, here's Jesus, and so um, with that, not going to K-State, staying here in Wichita, not a Shockers fan, we'll see how that goes, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I know I'm sorry, I'm sorry, rock chalk, um, but, uh, anyway, so, yeah, that's planned next year, gonna still be a teacher, maybe teach some of your future kiddos, I don't know, 
But yeah, so I'm excited to see how that all goes. But also I want to take a minute and like thank some of you guys. Like you guys have seen me grow up and that means a lot and you're all like family to me. And so yeah, excited to see what happens. So Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and be okay. seated. Thank you. But guys, this isn't that great? Hearing from literally the future. Like, these people are the future, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I'm actually not going to talk very long either here. Um, and we're talking about, so we're talking the whole day, investing. Yeah, sure, invest into this generation, but it's, it's, I hope, you know, I hope you see it as reciprocated. The whole point of me bringing seniors up here to speak out and to thank you is to kind of invest into you and just say, hey, look, your investment is paying off. Can you keep doing it? <laughs> and so... I, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to have an auction later, invest with your money and our kids, sure, but I want to talk about so much more than investing with your money today. Um, cool. So have you guys ever heard that phrase, uh, caught, not taught? You guys have heard that phrase? Well, uh, I never taught Keenan Wallace to jump through a wall. Like, I never, ever said, dude, this is how you do it, this is what you need to be, this is whatever. I get a text last week, and it's a video. I don't have it for you. Um, it's not something we do. I promise we're not trying to do these things, but Ryan's like, my kid just jumped through a wall. He said, you did it so he can do it, and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, caught, not taught, and I just want to talk a little bit about it's good, and it can be bad, right? But let's, let's talk about this for a second. Our students really do pick up on the things that we do, whether it's a good or a bad thing. But I think really what's going on is they are watching us. They're watching you, mom and dad. They're watching me, their youth pastor. They're watching you, their grandparent. And they're seeing if your life is worthy of mimicking. They're watching you to decide. They're, they're like, you know, they're not probably telling you these things or whatever, but they are watching you and they are watching you closely. And they're seeing if your life is a life worth mimicking. I had a mentor, um, he told me this phrase, and I'll never forget it, but he, he said, he would tell us, he'd say, you add to people by the things that you tell them, but you multiply inside of people who you actually are. He said, you add to, the, you add to, uh, you add to people by the things that you tell them, but you multiply in them who you are. And so I just want to ask, what are you doing? Like, is your life, like, do you want your student, your kid, your grandson, like, they're watching you. Are you living a lifestyle before them that is worthy of them mimicking? You'll add to people by what you say, but you'll multiply in people who you are. And it always struck me so deeply. And, and, I, and I was thinking about it and asking the Lord, why? Like, man, this just really goes down in my heart. And I was thinking about it, and it was like, well, hey, if I think about this, the people I have the most respect for in my life are the people that didn't just teach me things, but they did things with me. The people I have most respect for in my entire life didn't just tell me to go do something. They were, like, right there in the middle with me. They were in it. This is how you do it, showing me, helping me, you know? I'm very, like, I learn best personally with hands-on. Like, you can tell me how to do something all day long, and I'll probably just be like, yeah, you're going to have to show me how to do it. All right? That's just the person I am, but I think that's exactly what's going on from this generation 
to the next, and really between all the generations. And I just wonder, I just wonder, going back to this whole caught not taught thing, what if our gaze was fixed on the one, the one who's perfect? What would we catch? Are you with me? What if our gaze, what if my life was so caught up in Jesus and just so focused in on Jesus, what would I catch? What would I catch if my gaze is, if I'm locked in on Jesus? I think I would learn how to have patience. I really do think he would show me mercy and I would learn how to show mercy. I really think he would teach me righteousness and I really think I would desire purity because these are the things he desires and there's so much that he's got for us. If we'll just look at him and we'll catch it. These things are caught, not always taught. Um, so yeah, today's, yeah, it's Youth Sunday. We want to have fun with youth. But I really want to just take a second to honor every generation that's in this room because I think we can invest in each other when we actually honor who each other is. Um, and so I told that story about my dad in the video. I love my dad. I see him. He's got the mustache over there. Um, he's got a great mustache. Um, I love my dad. And uh, I just have so much honor and respect for my dad. I love to tell stories about my dad. But the reason my dad is who my dad is is because of who his dad is. I don't think I've ever met a kinder person than my grandpa. I don't think I've ever met someone who's like, we're doing things the right way. I don't think I've ever met someone more humble and more patient. And these are the things my dad learned from my grandpa. And my dad has been investing into me. You see how this is so much more than money? Sure, yeah, he bought me a drum set, but, I mean, I had to work on the roof and pay off that drum set. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. I will never forget that summer, though, truly. I had that thought in my head the other day. My buddy fell through the roof. It was great. All kinds of good. It was a good time. Um, but he did, he invested, my mom too, my mom's incredible, has just in, invested so much into me, spoken into my life, and we're going to get to that um, in First Timothy. Where am I at with time? Are we have okay? Yeah, we're okay. All right. So my grandpa teaches my dad. My dad teaches me. I'm hoping to teach Emerson. Like, that's my goal. I'm hoping to teach your students here. When we can honor the generation in front of us then, and the generation behind us, I think we gladly will happily invest and give of ourselves to each other. I think this is what the kingdom of heaven actually looks like. So if, you're in your, if you have your Bibles, let's open to 1 Timothy. And uh, I don't know if I actually have that scripture, but you can find it if you want. Um, 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19. And we see the example of Paul and Timothy. And this is like a really, just like the perfect example of one generation speaking into the next um, so much so, Paul, like, Timothy is not uh, Paul's biological son, but Paul writes to Timothy, and he says, to Timothy, my son in the faith. And so you can just read the affection that Paul has over Timothy. He's like a spiritual son. Timothy, my son in the faith. And then he says, this, com- this command I entrust to you in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you. Okay, so let's pause for just a second. Talk about that word prophecies. I had a, um, there's so many uh, ways to talk about prophecy. What is prophecy? What does it mean? Does it mean I have to tell the future? Does it mean I have to have a word of knowledge every time? 
if you are curious what prophecy is, I want to kind of eliminate any kind of taboo thought or, or whatever. Prophecy is literally, this is what it means, to speak the will of God. When you prophesy, you are speaking the will of God. And I think it's so cool here how uh, Paul is reminding Timothy, and he's saying, Timothy, remember the things that were spoken about you. Remember the prophecies spoken over you? Um, yeah, remember the prophecies spoken over you. I think what we see in this thing, do you notice the men and women around Timothy? They speak the things of God over Timothy, with Timothy, to Timothy, and about Timothy. These are his, these are his uh, parents. These are his church leaders. I want to ask you, what are you saying about our students? Have you already written off every 17-year-old who has an addiction to porn? Have you already written off every 19-year-old who's hooked on drugs? Or are you speaking prophetically over them, saying, this is who this person is? My son will know Jesus. My son was made for the image of God. I love what Bradley said. Who in this room is perfect? None of us. Who's been made perfect by Jesus? All of us. That is so good. Like if we are speaking that prophetic word over our students alone, I think it has, what you say over people has power over people. What are you speaking over this generation, over our students? And students, what are you saying about your moms and your dads? What are you saying about your grandparents? Are you prophetically speaking over them, praising God for them, calling them into the identity as who they are in Jesus? I hope you see this challenge both ways. We invest in each other with so much more than our money, but it's our words and it's how we spend our time together and it's the things we say. Are you with me? Are you seeing where I'm going with this? It is so important. I really want to encourage us to prophesy. Don't be scared to prophesy. Prophecy is not scary. It's just to speak the will of God over somebody. Does that clear anything up for anybody in prophecy? I know it did me. When I learned that, it was like, oh, okay, wow. I can prophesy. I didn't think I was gifted in prophecy, but I think Holy Spirit wants to gift all of us in prophecy. Amen? We read in verse 19, so that inspired and aided by them, this is out of the Amplified Version, that you may, talking about those prophecies, inspired and aided by those prophecies, you may fight the good fight in contending with false teachers, keeping your faith, leaning completely on God with absolute trust and confidence in his guidance, and having a good conscience. For some people have rejected their moral compass and have made a shipwreck of their faith. So what do we see can happen if we're speaking ill over people? What do you see happening when you speak ill of the 17-year-old addicted to pornography? Nothing helps. They know they got a problem. <laughs> Pointing out a problem doesn't solve a problem. Um, man, yeah, what are we saying over this generation? There's, this is so true. This generation right here is going to see a move of God greater than the one that you're seeing now. I certainly hope so. I hope you hope that same thing too. Are we teaching them how to press in? Are we speaking the will of God over our sons, over our kids? Do we, have, do we pray with expectancy and passion and excitement? Can we actually lock in on the things that they're passionate about? And can, how can we like breathe on that? How can we fan the flame of what they're passionate about? How can we show them how to have passion for God? 
They're watching our life and seeing if we're living a lifestyle that's worth mimicking. And if all they see is like a cold religion, they're not going to want it. But if they see a relationship and someone who's passionate about the things of God, that's exciting. There's nothing like that. Are you with me? Are you tracking with me so far? Okay, cool. I'm almost done. Um, Timothy's encouraged continually by the words spoken in the truth over him. To prophesy is to speak the will of God, so that means you're always telling the truth. These are the words that are spoken in truth over Timothy. Paul again charges Timothy, his son, right? It says Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.14, it says, do not, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was intentionally bestowed upon you through prophetic utterance when the elders laid their hands on you. Okay, intentionally bestowed upon you. Intentionally how are you intentionally investing into your student? Yeah, I get to invest in your students Sundays and Wednesdays, but you get them seven days a week, morning and evening. How are you intentionally making the effort to show your student how much you love them? Students, how are you intentionally showing your mom and dad how much you appreciate them? Take out the trash without being asked. It will blow your mom's mind. It will be awesome. How are you intentional? Paul, Paul says to Timothy, hey, we, we didn't make a mistake when we said these things over you. We didn't make a mistake when we chose you. We actually wanted to invest into you. We intentionally bestowed these, and it was through prophetic utterance we spoke the truth of God over your life. Hold tight to these things. Hold tight to these things. And so, in conclusion, and then we're going to do a really, really cool thing, a really powerful thing, I think, here. What would it look like, going back to the whole caught not taught thing, what would it look like if our gaze was set on Jesus? What would we catch? How would we grow? And then in asking you, is your life worthy of mimicking for your student? Student for your siblings, is your life worthy of mimicking? When we give honor and when we give respect and when we give love, when we take the time to invest between the generations, so much is caught. How is the Lord inviting you to invest into somebody? I don't know what that looks like for everybody. How is the Lord inviting you to invest? And I want to encourage you to invest in such a way that even might be costly to you. Because if it's costly to you, then, it, then it's worth something. I want to encourage us to let's invest in each other in a way that costs us something. David says, I won't give him what doesn't cost me anything. I won't give him what co doesn't cost me anything. Check this out. This is the ultimate investment ever. God deposited himself in a man on the earth for us. He gave us himself so we could have him. Isn't that crazy? It is the ultimate investment. And it cost Jesus, what did it cost Jesus? Everything. Where are we at with our investment? Where are we at with speaking and prophesying over people? 
To speak the will of God is to speak the truth. Amen? Every time. So with all of that said, can I have every student from 6th grade to 12th grade please come to the front of the room? Every student, 6th grade to 12th grade, please come to the front of the room. Come quickly. We've got a short time. Yeah, can we give a hand to our students? Yeah, there's a lot of you guys. Come on. It's getting pretty cool. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Dad, can you come up here too, please? This is the mustache I was talking about earlier. Awesome. I, uh, I want to give my dad an opportunity, just kind of even just as a symbolic opportunity, as he invested in to me, and I really want to give all of you, we're all going to do this together, if you would extend your hand towards these kids, if they're your students, your, your kids are up here, right, and let's just pray and thank God for them, and let's prophesy over them, and can we just agree, dad's going to pray on the mic. But I want to encourage you guys. Let's just thank the Lord for these kids right here. Can we do that? Let's, let's do it. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for each and every one of these young men and women that stand before us today. God, they are the future. They are inspiration to us all. God, I ask, Lord, that you would touch them in such a way and, and encourage them. Lord, to know them, that they would know you. God, that they would lead in their schools, in their families, in their friendships. God, that you would be with them in the hardships and the trials that they face, that they would know that you're with them. They are a blessing to us. for them. I got to pray, God, that you would birth that in them, give them dreams and hopes, inspire them. God, you're good. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are and what you've done in each of us. In Jesus' name, I ask you. I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Dad. Okay, so now, don't go anywhere, students. I need you to extend a hand over your parents. Everybody extend a hand. And I'm going to invite you now. Trace, can you lead us in this prayer, buddy? I want you to pray. Yeah, you can come out up here. Trace is going to pray, but will you guys just be in agreement with Trace as he prays? over your parents. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for everybody that's here in this room today, that we can gather here in your name. 
And I just want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for all the parents in here, what they've done to us, for us, for us to be in this position here today. And one more time, I just want to thank you guys. Amen. All right, you guys can take a seat. I'm going to invite the, uh, that youth worship team to come back up. Come on up, guys. We're going to do one more song, and I'm going to invite you guys. If you'll stand with me as they're getting back to their seats, come on, let's stand. Let's stand together. We're going to do one more song here, and then we'll be officially dismissed, and all the craziness will begin. Um, chili cook-off is happening in like a half hour. Encourage you not to miss out on that. It's seriously going to be a, a, a super fun time. Uh, let me pray for you, and then we will get rolling. Father, thank you so much for the unity in the room and how in your presence there's unity. And where there's unity, there's commanded blessing. Jesus, we love you. We're so honored by you. God, would you teach us what it means to invest well into each other? Would you teach us what it means to see godly passion and invest into our kids? God, we want to be completely what you are about. We want our eyes to be fixed on you, Jesus. We want to catch the things of God. Father, we love you. Have all the glory in this place today. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.